Hope you've had a blessed Sabbath, wherever you're watching from. And, um, you know, yesterday was quite interesting. I was hoping to get into uh, First Kings yesterday. And I just felt to read from uh, uh, what Sam was at. <laughs> Where are we at here? Oh, yeah, Sam 34. And as we were reading that, just the Ruach HaKodesh just took us down a different route, which is still lining up with where we are heading um, with First uh, Kings chapter 17. That's what we're going to be reading from as we deal with Elijah and a, a testimony from Elijah. So I hope you were blessed with last night. I just called this part two, you know, because really... Yesterday was just an introduction, just warming us up in the Ruach HaKodesh in preparation for what the Father has in store for us. But uh, before we start, we're going to pray. Hallelujah. Father, I want to thank you for this time together. I thank you, Father, that uh, your word is a lamp unto our feet. And we want to come together around the scriptures to be edified and built up in the Ruach HaKodesh. We want to see... Um, the truth of your word come alive within our lives. Father, we're not just here to read, uh, just to, to learn a lesson, but we're here for application. We're coming back to the fruits of our faith. We want to see fruitfulness in our lives for the purpose of the gospel of the kingdom. So we submit this time to you, Father, and we just bless your holy name and proclaim that your promises are yes and amen. So the law of Yahovah is perfect. This is Psalm 19, verse 7. Reviving the soul. Hallelujah. Reviving the soul. You know, I don't know about you, but when I get into the scriptures and I start reading the scriptures, you know, how many times you speak to people uh, who are just trying to work out spiritual things from the basis of a religion? They, they find it weird when you talk about the life that you're receiving when you're reading the Word, that we are revived, that we are strengthened. Why? Because the testimonies of Yehovah are powerful. As we study the Scriptures, we see what Yehovah is doing in the past, <laughs> in the present, and also in the future, in the prophetic writings of what is to come. What a blessing. I love what it says, making wise <laughs> the simple, you know, you, you don't have to be wise. All we have to be is, is people who can hear his word and apply his word to our lives. It's not about your um, wisdom. It's about his wisdom dwelling within us. And if we've got the Ruach HaKodesh within us, the Holy Spirit, you know, it's like you get to cheat because the Holy Spirit will give you understanding, will give you wisdom. Uh, will will give you answers that you could never have or, or never, you know, it could take you years to, to work things out. And then all of a sudden, by revelation, boom, there you go, you receive the word. So yesterday we were talking about, uh, in verse 6 of, of 34, Psalm 34, this poor man called and Yehovah heard him. He saved him out of all of his troubles. And, you know, we went on to talk about the importance of taste and see that Yehovah is good. Taste and see that Yehovah is good. And we just shared a little on the importance of tasting and seeing that he is good. Because that's what I love about this walk. It's about knowing Yehovah. When I read the stories, I'm reading on the testimonies, on the character, the um, the the outlines of 
of um, the principles that the Father has placed within the Scripture. I see his character everywhere. It's never changing. So if, it, if it's the same here, how is, how is the character of Yehovah going to be in my life? We've got a choice. Are we going to choose blessing? Or are we going to choose curse? Are we going to walk in the ways of Yehovah? Or are we going to walk in the ways of the flesh? If we have a problem with broken character, it's not the Father's fault. It's a decision that we've made. So we've got to be set in who we are. Are you set with who you are in Messiah? Are you still in that process of working things out? But there's key areas that we must be set so that we uh, can protect um, the characters of our life and walk with the attributes of the character of Messiah. Hallelujah. So, you know, we've got to get these things set. And uh, as we go through the testimonies that we're reading here today, this testimony that we find in 1 Kings chapter 17, it's such a blessing of what we see in this chapter in the midst of severe persecution difficulty in the land. What's happening in the land? We're we're talking about godless leaders uh, taking Israel in the wrong direction. We're talking about foreign gods being lifted up above the name of Yehovah. And as we see how Yehovah is dealing with the land of Israel, we also see how the Father will deal with us depending on who is your God. Is Yehovah the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords of your life? Are we applying um, his word to our life and everything that we say and everything that we do? Hallelujah. Okay, so Sam, not Sam, 1 Kings chapter 17. Now Elijah the Tishbite from Tishbe of Gilead said to Ahab as Yehovah the Elohim of Israel lives whom I serve, There will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years except at my word. What a powerful declaration we see here. And this is the father raising up the prophet and, and coming to Ahab and saying, You better understand, because of the evil, you are not going to see any rain. You're not even going to see dew on the ground at all for the next few years except at my word and what is this this is a testimony when uh, the prophetic word comes forth Ahab are you going to get your life in order as a leader of this nation and submit to the will of God if not you are going to see the destruction uh, and famine that's going to attack the people then in verse 2 it says then the word of Yehovah came to Elijah Leave here and turn eastward and hide in the Kerith ravine east of the Jordan. You will drink from the brook, and I have ordered the ravens to feed you there. Hallelujah. So what do we see here? This reminds me of uh, um, when I, I lived in Bracknell in Berkshire, in, just outside London, um, as part of a fellowship that's... Uh, it was a Baptist church that was getting filled with the spirits and transformed and they separated out of the Baptist Union and they called it the Kerif Center and this was a, a key scripture they used to talk about for the importance of being a haven where people can come aside and re- and receive you know uh, um, the, the flowing river from Yehovah and also the food 
from Yehovah. But if we look here in this passage of Scripture, that in the midst of this famine, in the midst of what's taking place, there is always provision for those who follow Yehovah. There's always provision. So even when the judgment of Yehovah is coming against uh, what is evil, if we are in that place, if we will have an ear to hear, there's a place of provision. In the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of everything that's going on, uh, so many people are experiencing financial ruin and attacks. But the, but the key is, what is the Father saying? What is the word of Yehovah that's coming to you? What's the word that's coming to me? The word came to Elijah, leave here, turn eastward and hide in the Kerith ravine east of the Jordan. You will drink from the brook and I have ordered the ravens to feed you there. The ravens to feed you. You know, we've got ravens in our garden running around all the time. Joey likes to chase them. And uh, they're so clever, the ravens, and what they do, you know. But here is a scavenger. It's a scavenger. The scavenger is going to take orders from <laughs> from the maker of heaven and earth and is going to bring food directly to Elijah. Hallelujah. It's going to find food. So the Father might use strange ways and how he brings forth provision within our lives. But what do we see that's important uh, I've just got a couple of notes here. I just want to bring up a second. Hold on. Let me just uh, pull this screen over. My mouse doesn't seem to be working here. Uh, what what I love about this portion of Scripture that we're reading here, at the beginning it says that there's going to be no rain except at my word. So he's declaring that I have the word of Yehovah, and this is what is going to happen. And then we see the word of Yehovah came to Elijah. I want to ask you a question. Do you trust the word of Yehovah? Do you trust his word? We have got to know how to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. We have to be able to trust his word. It says in Matthew chapter 24 verse 35, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. So if we spend all of our energy and time by seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness, instead of seeking the hand of Yehovah, if we will seek his face, if we will seek to know him, if you remain in me and I in you, you can ask anything in my name. We are called to draw near to Yehovah, and he will draw near to you. So he is waiting for us to come near to him. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. That's how powerful the words of Yehovah are. And we want to stand upon his promises. In Isaiah chapter 40, verse 8, it says, The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our Elohim will stand forever. And my prayer today, as we go through this portion of Scripture in First Kings, is that we get to the place where we are saying, Yes, Father, I want your word to be established within my life. I, I want to not just read your word, I want to 
receive the word. The word came to Elijah. The word came to you. The word came to me. What's the word that's coming to you? Are we living our lives by following the word of Yehovah? Or are you just going through religion? With emotions and feelings. No, we are called to be born again of the Spirit, to surrender our lives to a mighty God, to come to the place where we understand how important it is to have an ear that listens to hear the word of Yehovah so that we can put these things into practice. If you look also in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 25, it says, But the word of Yehovah remains forever. You know, that's what we saw. It will not pass away that we saw in Matthew 24. It stands forever in Isaiah 40. In 1 Peter, it remains forever. And this word is the good news that was preached to you. Hallelujah. So his word concerning the restoration of all things. (laughs) It's not going to pass away. His word is going to come to pass. So you might look out your window right now, as we did tonight here in Kasari with all these crazy protesters um, protesting against Bibi in the next street down. You know, all their uh, chanting and banging drums and, uh, you know, who knows what they're saying. I have no idea what they're saying in Hebrew, but they're screaming their heads off anyway till 11, 12 o'clock at night uh, each uh, at the end of the Shabbat or the weekends as they are seeking to demand that Bibi is removed from government, you know. But, you know, what we've got to understand is that the Father's will is to bring restoration to all things. So we might see lawlessness. We might see deception and sin and darkness ruling. So instead of being depressed and being down about it, we need to come to the place where we ask, Father, we need the word of Yehovah. What's the word of Yehovah for my community? What's the word of Yehovah for my life? What's the word of Yehovah for my family? What are you doing in the area of which I live and how can I be a part of it? We want to be those that are in pursuit of the will of Yehovah. It's not just that his word remains forever. This word is the good news that was preached to you. You know, so when we hear the word, that the, the gospel of the kingdom and what Yeshua brought. This is the good news that's been preached to us. The very fact that his word never fails, this is incredible news. So if, if Yehovah says it, it will come to pass. You know, you have a good idea, it might come to pass. You have an idea from Elohim, it will come to pass. Just many people check out before the victory. Many people give up before the fullness of the promise comes in. (laughs) And we fail to see things established in our life. If we will just go through uh, to the end, if we won't shrink back, woe to us that shrink back. You will not see the promises. You know, if you take your hand off the plow, if you look back, look behind you, you're going you're gonna to start steering in different directions. You're not going to be plowing properly. We need to be steadfast. We need to be fixed. We need to align ourselves and make a difference that we establish the word of Yehovah over our lives. Hallelujah. Numbers 23 verse 19 
Elohim is not man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should change his mind. Has he said, and will he not do it? Or has he spoken, and will he not fulfill it? Has he said, will he not do it? He will do it. If he is speaking forth his word, it will come to pass. But we want to be people that have an ear to hear what the Ruach HaKodesh is saying. In Isaiah 55 verse 11 it says, So shall my words be that go out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. My word that goes out is not going to return empty. You know, we can gain confidence in the word of Yahovah. So if you've got a shaky relationship in your faith, then maybe the problem is not, you know, that that God is letting you down. Maybe the problem is that we are not aligned to the word of Yahovah. We want to be rid of deception. We want to get away from uh, uh, following the blind teachers of religion. And we want to get focused on the word of Yehovah. We want to establish his word within our lives. We want to hear his word for his guidance so that every part of our life will bring forth the fruit of Yehovah. Look at Samuel's life, the prophet. Not one word that he spoke fell to the ground. Not one word. Wow, what did it take to get there? What level of devotion did he go through to see that manifestation within his life? In Proverbs chapter 30, verse 5, it says, Every word of Elohim proves true. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. You can take the word of Yehovah to the bank. You can take refuge in him. Every word of Elohim proves true. Why? Because we can go back in history and we can see all the things that the Father has has said and what he's put in motion. We can see all the words of Yeshua, what he has said. We already know the end of the book. We already know what's to come. So what are we doing? We are walking out the will of Yehovah, bringing the restoration of the kingdom. We're coming against darkness and bringing the light. Now, we know that not everyone is going to receive the light of the gospel because man in their rebellion uh, can choose to uh, walk in darkness or when they hear about the light, when they receive the light, they can walk in truth. And we've got to be people that know how to walk in truth. So I wanted to establish a few of these scriptures before we continue reading in 1 Kings chapter 17. Because I want you to see what's going on in the life of Elijah. How did he get to that place where he knew when his when he spoke the word of Yehovah, it's not going to fall to the ground. So what, what is the key here? It's relationship. You want to have authority? Then we need to know... Uh, that we are walking in relationship with Yahovah. So we see the word comes to him. He goes to the Kerif Ravine east of the Jordan. He is drinking from the brook. He is blessed in the midst of this terrible famine. Verse 5. So he did what Yahovah told him. <laughs> and that's also important. So you get a word where to go. But the question is, 
don't get all excited. Well, I got a word, I got a word, I got a word. The question is, are you doing what Yehovah has told us to do? Are we walking in his ways? You know, and I'm not, you know, I'm not speaking this on the area of condemnation. I'm talking about spiritual alignment. This is prophetically what I believe the Father wants to do within our lives. You know, where are we receiving instruction from? You might be listening to what a teacher is saying, uh, a prophet is saying, uh, someone who is knowledgeable in Scripture, but still that doesn't mean that you are not growing in Yahovah to discover what it truly means to walk in the uh, in the knowledge of, of the voice of Yahovah. He wants to speak to you so clear that you will not be in doubt when he is speaking. But when he speaks to you uh, in discipleship and you're like, oh, you know, God told me leave my wife and go marry this other woman. Well, let me tell you something. That is not a word from Yahovah. Why? Because I can go and test that against scripture and that's not going to weigh up. So when you get a word, you go back and test it with scripture to make sure that you are hearing right. And yes, there can be a place of the counsel of believers to test a word. It says that prophecies will be tested by the prophets. Hallelujah. But we've got to get to that place where we're walking in obedience. So he did what Yehovah had told him. He went to the Kerith ravine east of the Jordan and stayed there. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening. He wasn't vegan. <laughs> and he drank from the brook. Verse 7, Sometimes late, Sometime later the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of Yehovah came to him. So, you know, it's not like he got six months notice. Oh, in six months the brook is going to dry up. Why? He's living by faith. He's walking one day at a time. He's sitting in the presence of Yahovah. He's meditating before a mighty Elohim, you know, and he's just gone through the motions. And I'm sure Elijah is interceding on behalf of the nation. He's crying out in the place of waiting. When you're in uh, the arena of judgment, when judgment is coming from Yahovah all around you, what are you doing? Are you just speaking down against all of the problems and the woes that are around you? Or are we the people who will press in and say, Father, we're calling on your name. Have mercy. Bring deliverance. Bring transformation. May this nation, may this people, may these individuals humble themselves before Yehovah so that your name will be lifted up. So anyway, what happens? Sometimes later the brook dries up. Uh, there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of Yehovah came to him. Go at once to Zarephath of Sidon and stay there. I have commanded a widow in that place to supply you with food. So he didn't say, you know, go to the king's palace in that area. You're talking about going out of the territory of Israel into the nations, into a Gentile environment that's riddled with Baal worship that's also experiencing the famine that's happening over the land of promise and Elijah's told now you're just going to go to a widow you you know this is this is what you're going to do 
So let's just read on. Go to uh, a widow in the place. Um, I have commanded a widow in that place to supply you with food. <laughs> so he went to Zarephath. When he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. So it already states that he commanded a widow to take care of him. But as we listen, as we see how this rolls out, you know, maybe she didn't get the memo. Okay, maybe she didn't understand or maybe she had an inkling of what was going on. Okay, so I've commanded a widow in that place to supply you with food. Verse 10 of First Kings chapter 17. So he went to Zarephath when he came to the town gate. A widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, would you bring me a little water in a jar so that I may drink? As she was going to get it, he called and bring me, please, a piece of bread. As surely as Yahovah your Elohim lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little oil in a jug. I am gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. And let's just focus on this point of what is being said here because this is very important. It looks like she is at the end of the end. This is the end. So we see that Yehovah has commanded a widow uh, to feed him. He comes, he meets this widow, and she's like, as surely as the Lord lives, like, she, you know, I'm gathering these sticks and, you know, she she's out there, she's, she's doing her thing, but she knows that she's going to partake of this last meal, okay? Bring me a little water, bring me something to eat. As surely as the Lord lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little oil in a jug. I'm gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. We talked yesterday about breaking the spirit of fear. That if you're in the midst of warfare, there's no time to deal with fear. You need to go home, get out the war. But when you're in training and preparation, we can see the spirit of fear be broken over our lives. And this is what we see in this passage. Do not be afraid. We hear Yeshua also saying, saying that. Don't be afraid. In the midst of the storm, we're going to die, we're going to die. What does Yeshua say? Do not be afraid. And that's a word for someone today as well. In the midst of what you're facing, stop panicking. Do not be afraid. We break the spirit of fear. Why? Because we are going to walk in the fruitfulness of a mighty Elohim. We are going to see his word come to pass. That his word will be established within our lives. Don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said. But first make a small cake of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me. And then make some for yourself and your son. Let me tell you something. We have got to get the order of Yehovah in place. How is it that the Father will demand, even in the place of our lack, that he expects us to move in obedience? He expects us to step out in obedience 
<laughs> even though we think this is it, I don't have any more. You know, it seems like the last. It seems like I'm at the end of the end. And let me tell you something. I have been in that position so many times and seen the miraculous deliverance and transformation of a mighty Elohim. You know, how many times have I, uh, you know, been out and, and seen uh, another person that's in despair, that's in lack, that has need and been able to give them all of the money that I have knowing this is it. I don't even know where provision is going to come from after this. But in in doing that, that's the need that's at hand, blessing into the need that's at hand. And then before my need comes along, seeing the Father bring forth his provision uh, for me. So anyway, what is, what's uh, Elijah saying? Go and bake this cake. Get some bread and water. Bring it to me first and then make something for you and your son. For this is what Yahovah, the Elohim of Israel, says. Now we're seeing the word of Yahovah being delivered. The jar of flour will not be used up. And the jug of oil will not run dry until the day Yehovah gives rain on the land. Hallelujah. So, Father, we want to speak forth the miraculous. We want to see signs and wonders and miracles happen in the place of despair, happen in the place where you think, this is it. I've come to the end. It seems like I'm at the last. This is the last, <laughs> the last supper, you know. The last, this is the last moment. I can't get past this place. You know, as you're coming up to break the sound barrier, the faster they go, many of them backed out because of the shaking. But the one pilot that pressed through the shaking saw that the sound barrier was broken. And sometimes in our faith life, we've got to press through the shaking. We've got to press through. What is the word of Yehovah? When you have the word of Yehovah in your situation with what you're facing, you have the authority of the promise of a mighty God. He will bring forth the miraculous. He will bring forth the miraculous. We see this jar of flour. It doesn't run out. Verse 15. She went away and did as Elijah had told her. Yeah, we've got to move with obedience. When the word of Yehovah is coming, are we operating in obedience? Because if you don't believe the word of Yehovah, guess what? That last cake you're about to make, it's the end. You're going to make that cake and die. If you do what the Father is saying, you're going to see a very different picture open up. She went away and did what Elijah had told her. So there, uh, so there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family. For the jar of flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry in keeping with the word of Yehovah spoken by Elijah. In keeping with the word. Don't live your life in the spirit without the word of Yehovah. This is what we're going to keep pressing through this time together. We need the word of Yehovah. We have got to go past the last. When you have done all to stand, it says in Ephesians chapter 6, stand firm then. It's an impossibility in the English language. When you've done all to stand, 
it means that you can't do anything anymore to stand. And then the scripture says, stand firm then. Why? Because there's a place where you can stand. There's a place where you can go when your flesh is weak, when your flesh is tired, when everything around you is letting you down. You can stand in the presence of a mighty God. We can stand in the Spirit, hallelujah, and proclaim his promises. So they saw the miracle in keeping with the word that Yehovah had spoken by Elijah. Verse 17 of 1 Kings chapter 17. Sometime later, the son of the woman who owned the house became ill. He grew worse and worse and finally stopped breathing. She said to Elijah, What do you have against me, man of Elohim? Did you come to remind me of my sin? And kill my son? All of a sudden she sees what's happening with her son. And she's thinking it's because of the sin factor. And you know we have organizations today. Trying to teach people. If you've got this type of sickness. If you've got a problem with this part of your body. That part of your body. It's to do with unforgiveness. It's to do with hatred. It's to do with this. It's to do with that. Let me tell you something. It might be to do with eating McDonald's. It might be to do with eating junk food it might be nothing to do with um, what's going on in the spiritual realm but she identified the sickness and the death of her son and the tragedy that was before us did you come to remind me of my sin and kill my son did you come to remind me of my sin she knew that she had done things in her life that deserved the death penalty she knew that she didn't deserve to live she knew that she didn't deserve the favor that she was receiving and i want us to make sure that we understand very clearly with every uh, with every particle of our being we do not deserve salvation we do not deserve deliverance we do not deserve the the blessings of yahovah but by messiah's sacrifice he paid the price in full So we are redeemed. We are washed in the blood of Yeshua. So when you go through difficulty, when you see tragedy in your life, you you cannot connect it with the sins of your past. Why? You have been set free. You have been set free. So I want to align you in the spirit that even when you see the blessings, even when you see the miraculous, don't allow the enemy to rob from you in the area of your mind. Put the shield of faith up, left hand, right hand with the sword of the spirit. Get the shield of faith up before you, covering the whole body, that the that you will live in the light of the truth of the knowledge of Yahovah and his promises. Did you come to remind me of my sin? And kill my son? You know, Elijah didn't even answer. Didn't say, oh, let me think about it. You know, I'll go, I'll go and pray about it and ask Yehovah. No, what did he say? He said, give me your son. Elijah replied. He took him from her arms. He carried him uh, to the upper room where he was staying. And he laid him on the bed. Then he cried out to Yehovah. Oh, Yehovah, my Elohim. Have you brought tragedy? Also upon this widow I am staying with by causing her son to die. Then he stretched himself out on the boy three times and he cried to Yehovah, O Yehovah my Elohim, let this boy's life return to him. 
will we press in? Instead of just praying once, will we press in until we see the victory? Three times he pressed in. Three times he prayed. Three times he stretched himself out over the boy. Then Yehovah heard Elijah's cry and the boy's life returned to him and he lived. Yehovah heard Elijah's cry. Do you know we serve a God that hears our cry? Are we interceding and pressing in on behalf of the brokenhearted? Are we interceding and pressing in and petitioning Yehovah on behalf of those experiencing loss and broken? That's what we see from this portion of Scripture. The life returns to the boy. Hallelujah. Verse 22. Yehovah heard Elijah's cry and the boy's life returned to him and he lived. Elijah picked up the child and carried him down from the room into the house. And he gave him to his mother and said, Look, your son is alive. Look, your son is alive. Then the woman said to Elijah, Now I know that you are a man of Elohim and that the word of Yehovah from your mouth is truth. And you can test the word of Yehovah and prove it and see that it is true. Why? Because you will see the signs and the wonders and the miracles that follow the, the proclamation of the word of Yehovah. His word is true. Taste and see that Yehovah is good. Let's get to the place where we see the victory in Messiah. It's time for us to see that the word of Yehovah from the mouth, from Elijah's mouth is truth. But we've also got to get to the place where we, as the body of Messiah, recognize how the word of Yehovah is being spoken in this generation we need each other you know we don't have all the answers so we need to be the community of believers we need to stand together in the word we need to be edified and built up in the word we need to see the fourfold or fivefold ministry in operation as servanthood not as dictatorships as we see in many environments where apostles and bishops are up here instead of plowing the way and serving and bringing transformation. So the heart of this widow was restored. The father saw the pain and the things that she was going through and he chose the one who was broken to bring forth the provision so that together with Elijah they both could see the miracles manifest in their lives. And because they were together in the midst of the famine, they saw the provision of Yehovah. So don't be alone in the midst of famine, in the midst of difficulty. Let's be surrounded by the body of believers so that we can walk and hold each other up. One will send a thousand to fly to ten thousand. But also, it's better, you know, for man not to be alone. It's better that we can have others around us to lift us up no matter what we are going through. And we learn that corporately we can see the blessings of Yehovah manifest within our lives. 
The key that I want us to get today is the power and the authority of the word of Yehovah. That his word is not just written in the pages of our scriptures. We thank Father for the pages of the scriptures. But he wants to speak his word over your life and over my life. The word of the Lord came to Kenny. The word of the Lord came to Lola. The word of the Lord came to Pete. The word of the Lord came to Mary. The word of the Lord came to Keith. His word is coming to us. What's the word? Do you have a word? Are you living in your faith walk with a word? Do you have instructions from heaven? Or do you just have the Messiah in your backpack and all you're trying to do is ask for instructions as you navigate your life? We are not called to navigate our lives. We're called to surrender all, to lay our lives down before a mighty Elohim and to walk in his ways following his instructions. Oh, his word is near. His word is near you right now. What is the Ruach HaKodesh saying to you? What did we say the other day on the importance of our time and devotion? Don't just take the words that we're talking on this session here today. Don't just take it and, you know, just, you know, at the end, amen, hallelujah, and then just go live your life. No, what are the key things the Father sent to you? Let's meditate on those things throughout the day. You know, throughout uh, the time. What is the word that you are waiting for? Do you have expectation to see the word of Yehovah come forth? You know, what's the Father saying to me right now? You know, I've been laying down all the, the preparation for the miraculous in the midst of all the crazy things that's going on against us and all the attacks and things that's going on. Listen, we are starting to see victory. We are seeing victory. We are going to see so much supernatural victory. Why? Because we choose to align ourselves with integrity, integrated, you know, integrity. We are are aligning ourselves with the word of Yehovah and his promises will come to pass. And you can have confidence in the Father if you know you're walking in truth and in righteousness. We're called to test our lives against the Word because who's going to judge us? Yehovah's going to judge us. You want confidence before the Father? Then you judge yourself because you know exactly what the Father's going to see when He looks at you. Oh, you know, but it's okay. The Father's just going to see me through the blood of Yeshua. That's right, but listen... That's right, you know, you are set free. He sees you through the blood. But if you're in rebellion and you are living a double standard life, living in darkness and living in the light together, you know, you are not going to see the windows of heaven open over your life. You're not going to see the blessings. Why? When we operate even as believers in rebellion, what takes place? Heaven will shut up to you. Heaven will close to me if we are in rebellion. So we want to align ourselves. And Father, we come before you and we ask for our walk to be right. We ask for instructions. That we have an ear to know what direction to go into. To know how to handle and navigate in the midst of difficult places and difficult times. We yield to you, Father. We yield to you and we thank you for your word. 
We thank you for the characteristics of the evidence. <laughs> you know, what is a character? A character is something that is fixed. You know, A is always A. One, two, three is always one, two, three. It doesn't matter where you go. It doesn't matter if you're in the light, it's still one, two, three. If you're in the dark, it's still one, two, three. If you're in anywhere in the world, it's still one, two, three. If you get in a spaceship, it's still one, two, three. Why? It's a character. It is established. It is set. And there's some key things that we need to have set within our lives. We need to align our lives to be set. Father, I believe. I believe your promises are yes and amen. And I'm going to stand upon the promises that you have given me. But what I ask you for today, that you give me clear instruction so that I see acceleration of your will in and through my life. So pray that prayer. Father, I want acceleration of your will in and through my life. I want to hear your voice. I want to walk in your ways. But will you accelerate my destiny today? Will you accelerate what you're doing in my life? In Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. So it might seem like it's the last. It might seem like you're at the end. But I've got good news for you. You're only at the place of the brink of the miracles you're only at the place where his spirit is about to pour out and guess what it's not just going to affect your life it's going to affect the lives of those around you i hope you're blessed and encouraged with the word today um you know i, I tell you, i'm just i can't wait i can't wait to see what's going to happen i can't wait to see the testimonies that's going to come forth in these coming days i am excited about what the Father is going to do. Amen. Not, not just because of just excitement, because I know what the word of Yehovah is to me. I know what he's saying to me. So I'm not going to shrink back. I'm not going to step back. I'm going to take the steps and do what he says to do, and I'll see the victory of Yehovah. And that's what I'm asking you to do. Take the steps that he tells you to do. Even if you're afraid... You know, what did Elijah say? Go and make this for me. What, what have you got to lose? This is your last meal. You're going to eat the meal and die anyway. What have you got to lose if you bake a cake for the prophet? What have you got to lose if you take a portion of the very last you have and and you give it? Why, why do I need to be in fear? Elijah says, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Trust in Yehovah. Trust in his word. That's what she says at the end. Now I know that you are a man of Elohim and the word of Yehovah from your mouth is true. Why? Because I have seen the evidence. I have seen the victory. I've seen the miraculous. The dead are raised. <laughs> the, the jar of flour kept growing. The jug of oil kept filling. Hallelujah. He is a mighty God. So what have you got to be afraid of? Does it seem like the end? Does it seem like you're you're going from one step, one month, one day. You think, how am I going to get through this? I've got news. There's a change in the cycles going to take place. Why? Because we are getting back to the fruit. We're getting back to the fruit. Father, give us our instructions. Give us where we need to go. Tell us what we have to do. What do we have to say so that we can be effective for your kingdom? 
Hallelujah. Praise the name of Yeshua. Thanks for joining with me today. Um, if you're blessed and encouraged, just give us some thumbs up there if you're on social media. I want to encourage you to share this message with others and uh, just let it be an encouragement to the body of Messiah. Uh, we're going to do our Zoom call tomorrow night at 9.30. I know I got a message off Jerry asking for the link. Um, I need to check on the link, if the link from the last time works um, or if we need to get a new link. So I'll get that organized. Um, let me give you the link for the news update where I'm going to post... Uh, I'm going to post the link right here. Uh, so if you're not on Facebook, it'll be on Facebook in our private section in Bulldozer of Faith Intercession. That's where we'll post the link. So if you're on Facebook, let me give you that uh, in the group. It's called uh, Bulldozer Faith Intercession Group. I'll give you that link. If you're not a part of our group there, you can join there. I have moved over to me, we, but that doesn't mean that we're totally leaving uh, Facebook at this time because our live broadcast we can't do on MeWe. But uh, anyway, we're just building on that platform right now as well because I don't know how long we're going to stay on platforms like Facebook. So we're just making preparation at this time. If you're blessed and encouraged with the ministry and you want to give to the ministry, um, I just want to post a link here on how you can give. We appreciate everyone that stands with us uh, and the work that we do here at Bulldozer of Faith. Uh, we definitely, what happened there? Okay. We definitely appreciate uh, the support. Um, that's the wrong link. Let me take that out. Uh, give me two seconds to capture that link. There we go. So you can um, uh, give your uh, gifts and offerings on that link I just sent you there. If you have testimonies, if the Father is speaking to you, if you're being encouraged through our devotional times together, I want to encourage you to take time to write a testimony. Share with me what the Father's doing in your life. Share testimony with us because we can use that to share testimony with others as well. Just to tell people, look, it's time to grow in the, the spirit and to walk in these ways and our goal is to be an encouragement to, uh, and to see the body of Messiah come together that we can know each other and walk together and see his kingdom established so please email me kenny at bulldozerfaith.com would love to hear from you if you have a, a prayer requests as well and you want us to pray for you then I encourage you to email me. I'm just going to post it here. If you're listening by podcast, it's Kenny Ross. It's Kenny at bulldozerfaith.com. Um, and just send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, we will stand and intercede and pray for you, no matter what you're facing and what you're going through. So I encourage you, get on. If you are on Facebook, go to the Bulldozer Faith Intercession Group. And uh, you have to uh, request to join and then you will be accepted. We're just making sure that we have a gate on who is coming into the group. And, uh, you know, we just uh, we just want to keep that area private so that we can pray and intercede together out of the public area. And we can also do our Zoom calls. All right. So, blessings. Thanks for joining with us. I see we've got Dixie with us. Blessings. Good to see you. Uh, we've got Russell. Good to see you, Russell. Thanks for joining with us tonight. 
we've got Pete, we've got New Day. Thanks for joining with us, guys. I'm just scrolling through, having a look uh, who's been tuning in here. Uh, we've got Brandon as well in Ohio. Good to see you, brother. Thanks for joining with us. All right. Well, listen, I appreciate you being there. We've got Mary as well. Hey, Mary, good to see you. Hope you got things uh, sorted with your feed there. Thanks for joining with us. But um, look forward to seeing you tomorrow and uh, get ready for the link. 9.30 tomorrow night, Israel time. So work out what time that is in your country, in your location. Until tomorrow, shalom, shalom. Hallelujah.